Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you find yourself listening to this podcast. Welcome back to That's Relatable. I am Ben Van Fossen. I'm Ben Schmidt. And it's great to have everybody back, man. What is this, episode number four, three, four? I don't know. Somewhere around there, three, four, six, four, one, get real, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I I learned how to count when I was a very young boy, but uh, as far as the podcasts go, you know what they say, when you're having fun, you'll lose track of time, and in this case, you'll lose track of how many episodes you've done. Um, but nonetheless, we're, we're glad to be back talking about all things relatable. Um, you know, it, it's a gorgeous day to have a podcast, That's what that, and that's what I always like to say. You know... It was actually Mother Teresa who said every day is a gorgeous day to have a podcast. So you, you're not wrong with that one, my friend. Did she say that? Uh, she did. Wow. Mother Teresa. You know, she's always thrown around as a, as a name that people say, but I feel like people don't actually know enough about who Mother Teresa is. Yeah. Um, you know, something that's interesting about Mother Teresa that, that, that is just what you said people don't bring up enough is her love for interior design. Really? Yeah, she she loved interior design. Hmm. You know, well, I, I I do know all about how she uh, she liked serving other folks, and uh, I, I guess one way to serve others is to make sure that the space they're in feels like home, right? And uh, what better way to do that than interior design? Now, on the topic of interior design, I, I feel like there's a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. That's not a very hot take, but. Um, Something... But it is relatable. Oh, it is. Uh, well, yeah, I, I was just about to say that word, actually. What Relatable. If you find uh, interior design um, something that you're at least somewhat passionate about, you might relate to the feeling of walking into someone's home and just being utterly disgusted by the decorations that you're seeing. I mean, it's just like, God, what, what did you rip this from? You know, like a 1920s black and white, you know, no sound movie. Yeah. It's just gross. They got some so, stooge up in there. <laughs> Can you elaborate on what you mean by stooge? Yeah, well, um, you know, sometimes you walk into someone's house and uh, you get this rank stench of, of stooge, some some Larry, Moe, and Curly up in there. Um, you know, it, it, may not be, it may not be decor on the walls. Um, it, it could even be down to the... Uh, you know, just the just the 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 loom of of air that is infiltrating your nostrils. Hmm. Um, just some classic stooge. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, man. Sometimes I have walked into a home and I, I get that stooge, and it just hurts me down to decor. Mm-hmm. It hurts <laughs> you down to decor. Right? It, it hurts me down to decor. Um, but what I want to ask you, real quick, what I want to get this uh, episode kicked off with uh, is a little conversation surrounding different aspects of interior design and aspects that you enjoy and ones that you don't. Um, and so I'll give you an example, just, you know, kicking it off. Chandeliers, you know, it's it's something that the rich have um, and sometimes... And the poor don't. The poor don't. Right. <laughs> Naturally, you know, poor people can't afford... The chan- poor don't. The, <laughs> the poor cannot afford the chandeliers. Um, however... You know, uh, regardless of how much money someone has, I, I've never looked at a chandelier, um, and it, within someone's house. Let me, let me clarify, and, and thought, you know what? I would really like to have that hanging up in my dining room. I don't know. It just might be me being a, a, a zoomer. You know, I, I'm too young to understand the culture and, and the um, 
the the glamour behind having a, a chandelier in your house but i don't know man i always just think they look kind of dumb if you wanted a whole bunch of lights in your house just go to walmart and get some led strips that's what i think well here's my thoughts on chandeliers um I personally like chandeliers when they're in the least fitting place possible. Hmm. So in like a, you know, a closet, for example, huh. if there's a, if there was a chandelier in, in your closet, I, I would love that. But, you know, if you're just trying to fill an, a wide open room, um, you know, with a chandelier, the room's too big. You know, that's what I have to say. Who needs a room that big? if you can fit a chandelier in it properly. I think that's a valid point. And also something that I want to touch on that just kind of came into my brain is that uh, I feel like most of the time nowadays when I look at a chandelier, you know, if you actually observe the the way that a chandelier is, is kind of made up, you know, I think at one point it was meant to hold candles, right? You know, all those little uh, ex- extravagant and ornate, um, you know, little parts of the chandelier that you see, you know, that they end up holding the candle. Um, but most chandeliers these days just have little light bulbs at the end, you know. It's, it's like yeah. having a little fake candle that you get at Christmas service when you go to church. Yeah. Just does a whole disservice to what the chandelier originally stood for. And so they were already ugly, and now I think that they're uglier with the artificial light. Yeah. Um, I think what what proves your point um, about candelier, or chandeliers being uh, – kind of useless is there's no way Elon Musk owns one. Mm -mm. And if Elon Musk doesn't own it, it's probably not needed. Uh, You almost called it a candelier. And I think that that actually would have been a a better suited name for it at one point was a a candelier because that is what I bet Elon owns some some candles though. Elon definitely owns some some well scented candles for sure. Like space scent candle. What does space smell like? Um... Well, I've heard, and this is just a rumor. I'm I'm no I'm no scientist, um, but I've heard that space just smells like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I I feel like that's actually a really good description of what outer space might smell like, um, and I I I can only imagine that as you leave the Earth's atmosphere and enter the uh the orbit of of the earth that you know once you hit that barrier wherever that might be that neil degrasse tyson's voice kind of you know rings through the the space that you're in kind of like a like a voice over the the pa uh, at a subway in new york you know like welcome to space but it's neil degrasse tyson's voice you know what i'm saying yeah um and even through your spacesuit, i think you just get a whiff of his bodily musk wow that's okay. This is all speculation, by the way, everybody. But but I assume that Elon has a candle that smells like that. I, I would. I, he's rich enough to afford any scented candle that he could ever possibly want to. Um, and, and you know what? On that subject, I think uh, that's something that we can all relate to. Um, is not having the amount of money that Elon Musk has. Right, where most of us are pretty broke. Um, if you're not, congratulations. Uh, but most of us are. So on the topic of being broke, man, it's tough to afford good food these days with all the prices getting jacked up, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. And there is a particular food which has been, uh, the price has just been going through the roof over the last year. They said that there was a shortage. Um, You know, it's, it's almost doubled the price of a standard order 
of this delicacy. And I think you know exactly what I'm talking about, Benj. Would you like to share with everybody what we're talking about? Yeah, we're talking about, um, you know, the Philly cheese steak of Buffalo, which is the Buffalo chicken wing. And, um, you know, they, they did, they did claim the chicken shortage. And, um, you know, this isn't a politics podcast, um, but, but it's a relatable one. Um, that's all we're striving for. And I think you can relate to what I'm about to say. Um, and it's that, you know, early pandemic, we were hearing about these shortages and it, it made sense, right? Um, you know, I, I would, I would frequent, uh, my, when my, my local Wendy's and get the, the faux faux, um, mm, or deal. the, or the biggie bag. Another great And, deal. um, you know, what ended up happening is there was a, a so-called beef shortage and, uh, you know, personally there's enough beef to go around. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I, there certainly is. Cause I have beef with whoever is driving up these damn chicken wing prices, you know what I'm saying? Um, it, it's it's appalling. You know, it's sinful. It's deceitful. I, I've been run amok, led astray, bamboozled, hoodwinked, whatever you'd like to say. It, there, there is not a world in which I want to live where I need to pay $19 for an order of, of 10 chicken wings. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's nonsensical. Yeah, but, um, you know, as to, as to uh, male college students who have, have grown up in, in Western New York, we're going to pay the price. Um, you know, it's going to happen. Um, they are a delicacy. And I don't think I could probably go uh, more than a week and a half without um, filling my hole with, with some wings. So Yeah, and, and I think that's something that uh, anyone that grew up in Buffalo can relate to. Um, is just the yearning for that, that sweet, sweet meat of a chicken, um, specifically from the wing portion of its of its uh, anatomy. Um, but anyways, what, what I really want to talk about uh, on the subject of chicken wings is the, is the best spots to go get chicken wings, man. Well, what, this podcast is all about things that you can relate to. All of us get hungry, man. And uh, if you've never tried a chicken wing localized in Buffalo, man, you got to try it. Um, and Benj and I, uh, I, I would consider us connoisseurs. I'd say so. Uh, of a sort when it comes to chicken wings. And so we're going to break down some of our favorite chicken wing places for you right now. Um, ben, do you want to kick us off? It doesn't have to be in any particular order. It can be if you want it to, but just give, give us a couple names of, of spots that you go for a nice chicken wing. Yeah, uh, let me just start with this. I, I'll say um, some of you listeners might be saying, well, uh, well, what do these guys know about chicken wings? Um, you know, where's their credibility at? I know that they claim to have uh, grown up in the western New York area, um, but you know, that doesn't mean that they know, they know too much about wings. Um, and so, so let me just come at you with this take. And I think this will, uh, this will prove, um, this will prove some, uh, some, some, uh, credibility to you. So, um, the, the Buffalo chicken wing, uh, is the, is the best in the world. And if I was to choose a franchise that could, that could never survive again. Um, and even if that means the death of their owner, I would say Buffalo Wild Wings would be the franchise of my choosing. Um, so if that if that proves anything for you about our credibility, um, I hope it does. But um, we hate Buffalo Wild Wings here. Um, and I just want to add too that if you enjoy eating a Buffalo Wild Wings, get help. Yeah. Um, really, and you you might think that I'm joking when I say that, but I'm not. Um, I, there's the most dead of looks on my face. Yeah. Uh, Benj and I are sitting across from each other right now. In fact, there's a tear streaming down from my right eye. Just because it breaks my heart to yeah. think that people eat that trash. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not sure what childhood trauma you you had to endure to uh, to enjoy Buffalo Wild Wings, um, but I'm sorry for that, um, and and we're not we're not trained professionals here. Um, but I would say, uh, yeah, get some help, um, like Mike the Michael Jordan meme, um, get some help, stop. But you know some some names that I'll list off when 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 we hear that uh, the question, uh, what's your favorite uh, Buffalo wing place? Um, Straight off the top of my head, my head goes straight to Elmo's. Um, you know, not for, talking about Sesame Street. Either. Not talking about Sesame Street. Um, you know, Elmo's on Millersport. Um, if you go to UB, you know it. Um, you know, it's it's in the plaza right next to Burrito Bay. Um, but let me tell you that this place just just serves up good wings. Um, you know, Max. they never they never I've never had a bad wing. At, at Elmo's, um, and I can I and I can't say that about many places. Um, I just consistently have good wings at Elmo's. Um, it's a fan favorite, um, but needless to say, you know I love the underdog. Let me tell mm. you, I love the underdog. I love rooting for the alternative. Um, and even though Elmo's is a fan favorite, it's still it's still probably my number one place. I love Elmo's. Big ups for that uh, that take right there. I, I too am an Elmo's lover. Um, it, it's in my top three. You know, top five on its worst day, and uh, it's just a great place to go for a chicken wing that's gonna make you feel comforted. It, the, their chicken wings are gonna embrace you yeah. like a big brother, yeah, or, or like a mom, or, or like a mom. They're yeah. they're gonna wrap their arms around you and, and coddle you next to a a nice warm fire yeah. as they sing you lullabies. That's yep. the way that Almos makes me feel. It's a little bar. It's a real small place, real homey feel. Great wings, great. Yeah, great wings. Great take. Um, I, I, another one that I think is an underdog is a place that not too many people, even maybe from the Buffalo area, are going to know about. It's a place that uh, is kind of a, a little bit of a hidden gem, as they might say. It's in the uh, it's in the kind of back roads of of Clarence. Um, it's a place called Marvin's Bar and Grill. So. Man, where do I even start with Marvin's? We, we were talking a little bit ago about how uh, how much the price of chicken wings has gone up, how unaffordable it can seem sometimes. But Marvin's, man, just like Arizona iced tea, always staying 99 cents, man. Like The consistency of Marvin's is just top-notch. They still do 75-cent chicken wing nights on Tuesdays. Yeah, and uh, what Ben just said is... is, is um... Really important knowledge because we have a couple hundred listeners on this podcast weekly, and um, for us to give you the night for that seventy-five cent w- wing um, is pretty unreal. Um, you know, so don't go be crowding the place because it's a small place, and we still want our seventy-five cent wings. So. Absolutely, um, it, you know that's that's a deal that's hard to come by these days. Um, even on their wildest night, Buffalo Wild Wings could never. Uh, frankly, carry the jockstrap of of Marvin and his fine establishment. Um, well, frankly, it'd be too big. It would be honestly because they don't serve no they don't serve pigeon wings either. No. You know these things are. Um, I, I think grass fed non. Uh, what do they say? Non non GMO. Non GMO. For some reason, GED is the thing that came into my mind. I don't know how many chickens are getting their GEDs. Um, but yeah, non-GMO chicken, man. Like the Elmo's uh, and Marvin's are just two amazing uh, kind of hole-in-the-wall places. They're really not hole-in-the-wall places. They're 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 fairly well known. But Marvin's, 
fantastic wings. Get their their medium or their hot. Um, they have, they have a Cajun wing. Like there's just nothing that you can order there that's going to steer you in the wrong direction. Now those are two, I guess, underground wing places yeah. that you could say. What what are some of the more mainstream ones around here that you still find can hold their own? Yeah, well. Um... You know, what's interesting is when we talk about Buffalo Wild Wings, I think their biggest um, their biggest flaw, well, one of their biggest flaws, um, you know, is that they're a franchise. You know, they, they don't care about the Buffalonian. They don't. And, um, you know, that's hard, that's hard to find when it comes to Buffalo Wing places. Even the, even the, two, the two largest names that you'll find, Duff's and Anchor Bar, um, I feel like they, uh, they, for the most part, Care about the care about the Buffalonian that enters their doors. Undoubtedly, um, you know, uh, Ben has some thoughts about the Anchor Bar um, and Darien Lake. Um, but before we even get into that, I'll just say that uh, I think it's a mistake for him to order wings from the Anchor Bar and Darien Lake in the first place. Um, but I'm going to come out with my biggest hot take of the night, probably um, the probably the biggest hot take that you'll hear from me um, throughout this entire podcast, Uh-oh. and and that has to do with Duff's and Anchor Bar. Um, now I will say this, a little preface. I uh, neither neither franchise is in is in uh, is is super highly ranked for me. You know, I love Duffs. I really do. I love Duffs. But but the two locations that I frequent the most from Duffs are the one in Niagara Falls and the one in the Eastern Hills Mall. And although the Eastern Hills Mall is probably the butt crack of malls, that Duffs is pretty good. It's a pretty good Duff's, I will say this. And so if you're not familiar with uh, with like the chicken wing scene in Buffalo, New York, Duff's and Anchor Bar are, are two pretty big franchises, and so they have satellite locations. Now, the um, the original Duff's is on Millersport, um, and uh, I've had only bad experiences Me at too. that Duff's. Me I've too, only man. had bad experiences at that Duff's. The Niagara Falls Duff's is probably the most consistent Duff's I've been to, but the Eastern Hills Duff's is the best Duff's I've been to. I get I get the best wings at that Duff's. Um, now, that that's just stringing along too much about my about my pref, uh, about my uh, you know, my my uh, my opinions on Duff's, but but my biggest hot take is this. The original Anchor Bar on Main Street, downtown Buffalo, is one of the best wing places in western New York. Hmm. Um, I know Anchor Bar gets a bad rap around here. It really does. Um, I'm sure that there's some dedicated Anchor Bar fans listening, um, and shout out to you. But the the satellite locations of Anchor Bar, frankly, suck. They're bad. They do. Oh, my God. Um, They're bad. But I will say this. That the original Anchor Bar on Main Street, downtown Buffalo, has great chicken wings. Mm. They do it right. They do it well. And I will take that Main Street location, the original Anchor Bar, over any Duff's in western New York. I feel like that is a very hot take. Um, Talking about hot wings, hot takes. And I'm going to agree with you on, on the front that the original Anchor Bar in downtown Buffalo is far and away the best Anchor Bar location. Um, in fact, I would argue that it's the only quality one. You did mention that my my uh, my affinity for the one at Darien Lake, um, Six Flags Darien Lake. Listen, man, I, I love roller coasters and I love chicken wings, and I'm allowed to combine those two experiences into one uh, uh, amazing life altering. Uh, just it, it, it's it's something that I suggest everybody try. Go order ten wings from Anchor Bar and immediately get on the Boomerang, which is uh, adjacent to the location. It's incredible. You, you're 
You just not, it's something that you won't be able to experience at many other places. However, I, I also like Duff's. I like Duff's a lot. I feel like it's the most stereotypical wing place that people are going to point you towards when you come to Buffalo, and for decent reason. Um, but you kind of mentioned it. I think they've been backsliding as a, as a franchise and as a corporation over the last several years. Um, simply put, they've just been overtaken by some, some superior competition, man. And in my favorite place to get a chicken wing in all of Western New York, and this is not exactly a hot take. This has kind of been rehashed by a lot of people, but I'm just going to keep reinforcing that because uh, that's what people like to do these days. They just feed you all the same information over and over, and I'm going to continue to do that. When it comes to these chicken wings, man, Barbill, uh, that, that's like my, my immediate reaction when someone says, hey, man, you want to come get some wings with me at Barbill? I just go, uh, yeah, dude, like, of course I do, because... Let me tell you, man, the Cajun Honey Butter Barbecue Chicken Wings at Barbell. The Cajun Honey Butter Barbecue. Just listen to that name right there and tell me that that doesn't get you salivating on the spot. Like, life-altering wings, amazing mixture of spicy and sweet. Um, it gives you the Cajun, tickles your taste buds. You, you got the Honey Barbecue. It, it satiates that southern comfort kind of feel you got like it's just great all-around wings order them with some beer battered fries you're not going to be disappointed um barbell in east aurora or in clarence both of them fantastic locations that's my that's my take man that's my favorite my favorite chicken wing to get anywhere but especially in buffalo yeah that's relatable man I, i'm sure a lot of our listeners could uh could agree that barbell makes great wings um they really do i uh, i've yet to visit the, actually the location in clarence i've only been to the original in east aurora um but something i'll say is this uh, me and ben here um we agree a lot we agree on a lot of things for sure um we've been we've been really good friends for a really really long time and um and our, our opinions on wings are very, very similar. Our opinions on a lot of things are very, very similar. Even our names are very, very similar. They are. Um, you know, but I will say this. There comes a time where, where all good things must come to an end. And, um, and, and, and we, uh, not so much even of a disagreement, just a matter of a, of, of a differing opinion, is uh, when it comes to wings, I'm more of an old soul. Um, you know, I think, uh, the best wing that you can get is just straight up medium anywhere you go. You know, I think that you can get a good, uh, wing that's not medium somewhere else, you know, not just, it doesn't have to just be in Buffalo. Mm. Um, that's my, but, but if you want a good, if you want a good Buffalo medium wing or, or even a hot wing, it's gotta be in Buffalo. It can't be anywhere else. And I, and that's not saying I disagree with, um, with, with, with Barbell's Honey Cajun, um, cause it is, it is, uh, it is finger looking good. Um, and, and same with, uh, same with Elmo's, they have some, they have some good mixed, mixed wings there, um, as well. But, uh, but yeah, if you want a good medium wing, um, come to Buffalo, New York. It's it's the place to be. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Man, you, you said finger looking good. You're talking about Colonel Sanders and uh, the once esteemed location, um, uh, the chicken wing spot, or ch really just fried chicken, I guess. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, it, it was once a staple of American cuisine. Now is a uh, little more than a laughing stock when it comes to fast food establishments. Um, what happened to KFC, man? You know what? Give me what what word comes to mind when you think of KFC. For me, it's just yuck. Like that's that's all I can think of. Yeah, um, you know, I want to think of a good word. Really, I do. I want to think of a good word. Um, I think what's happened 
is KFC didn't change, but the world changed around it. Huh. I think that I think that's what that's what happened because I don't think KFC has ever been good. Um, you know, frankly, like I think their chicken is all right. Um, you know, I think like I love their five dollar fill up. I really do. Um, it's it's fine fast food for sure. Um, but you know, I've had experiences where I went to a KFC and they said they were out of chicken. How, how does and a that's chicken not a restaurant run out of chicken? I don't ask me. Ask the Colonel. Um, huh. You know, I, know I went to the doing. KFC on Niagara Falls Boulevard in Niagara Falls, New York, and they were out of chicken. I went to Chipotle the other day, and they were out of rice. That's, a, I feel like, a similar yeah. dilemma. You know, so I, I think that this this has probably been happening since the since the OG KFC, um, but, but people started to care more. You know what else KFC does wrong is they, uh, they rotate who the colonel is, like, once every six months, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, that's probably because the colonel's old. The colonel is old, yeah. He's probably uh, got a lot of health problems going on. Maybe he's throwing his hip out too much, and they uh, got to get a replacement in there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yuck. It, yuck is a word that comes to mind when I think of KFC these days. And uh, on the topic of yucky words, man, uh, let's wrap this this episode up talking about some words that just make you cringe. For me, man, th- there's there's not a whole lot of words that make me cringe more than hearing the word moist. I really just don't like it. And that's not a hot take. I, I'm sure some of you will find that relatable. Um, but moist is just, I don't like thinking about things that are moist. Makes me think of like uh, the underside of a, of a fast food plastic container when you take it out of the box after it's been sitting in there for like 20 minutes and you got the dew underneath it. Um, makes all your food real soggy. Not fun, man. Soggy is another word. I feel like moist and soggy are kind of on the same wavelength. But, uh, man, those two words just crawl uh, crawl underneath my skin and give me the heebie-jeebies. Um, yeah. So w- what are some words that do the same thing for you? I'd say uh, the word scratch does that for me. Huh. Um, and I think because it, it, really, it, really, uh, it really means what it sounds like, you know, scratch. You know, there's not many words, I think, that uh, describe uh, their definition in the word itself better than scratch. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's one of my favorite conversations, honestly, yeah. is, is things that, that's name or the word that describes it. Perfectly. Yeah, it fits. Yeah. It fits. You know, it, a word that doesn't fit is bike. That's kind of true, man. Bicycle probably Bicycle fits. for sure, but bike? But bike? No way. No, nah, bike just, Bike could be a name. Like It, right, it sounds like Mike. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, what's up, bike? Yeah. You know? Um, you, you know what else is another word, though? I, and I think it fits both criteria of words that, make me thoroughly uncomfortable and also perfectly describe the thing that they describe tell me yeast yeast i <laughs> like that that makes yeah. that makes me shiver man yeast yeah. oh, you know gross. i th- i kind of like the word yeast do you and i think it's because i like the word yeet a lot oh okay a little little meme action going back yeah i'm a meme god in the day I, so. I'm, a, I'm a big meme guy too man rest in peace to harambe yo so true. Can we have a moment of silence for him? If I was Harambe and a little boy jumped into my enclosure, I would have, I, I would have, uh, I, I, I I, I, man, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, 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 can, I can't imagine the fear that Harambe must have been experiencing in that moment, just knowing that all these people were looking at him. Oh my God. Oh, it's a little kid. He jumped in the gorilla exhibit. The gorilla's going to get him. Oh, he's in danger. Like, man, what if that kid was a danger to Harambe? What if the, that's the thing that people fail to consider? You know, I think Harambe would have raised that child as his own. I think he would have too. 
I think he would have. You know, Cincinnati is is a is a great city, but that was a horrible tragedy. It was. It made me cry. Yeah. Yeah. Harambe. It's an American hero. Straight up, man. That that kid could have grown up to be Tarzan. That could that kid George in the jungle. That kid could have done great things, but now he will never do great things because of the the sin that his family committed. Yeah, rest in peace to Harambe. Uh, something that I'm sure we can all relate to is the uh, the heartbreak um, and just utter disbelief that we uh, all experienced when we heard of, of his passing, um, yeah. his, his greatness. You know, on one of these episodes, we need to get an expert on um, on the show. And, uh, you know, if the kid that killed Harambe or, or in, you know, throughout the circumstances killed Harambe. If you're listening, we'd love to have you on because you're an expert of being a loser. Yeah, you're an expert of being a complete jackass. Yeah, so Congratulations on getting Harambe murdered. We'd love to have you on the show. Um, so, yeah, if you're, if you're listening to this, hit us up. Um, we'd love to pick your brain and uh, bully you for, for 25 minutes um, because uh, you, took, you took something from us that can never be given back. Yeah. And that's the joy of a, of a, of a gorilla wandering its natural habitat at the Cincinnati Zoo. All right. Now, everybody, I hope you enjoyed listening uh, to today's episode. We talked about a lot of things, man. We, we, we covered some topics. I hope you found some of them relatable. Uh, we went from interior design to chicken wings and fast food to, to harambe and, and words that make you cringe. Um, and Benj, if you don't have any, uh, uh, any parting thoughts, um, I, I just have one last thing to share with everybody, but I, I'd like to give you the floor real quick. Yeah, I'll take the floor. Um, you know, my parting thought is whose floor is this? Not mine. Because um, it's not mine either. That's all I got. Yeah, I never paid for a, never paid for a floor in my life, man. Not once, not never. <laughs> but listen, just want to give you guys some parting encouragement, some words of wisdom. Um, a, a wise man once said that the only weapon that doesn't require a holster is your brain. The mind is the only weapon that doesn't require a holster. Paul Blart said that. Um, if you guys ever watched Mall Cop, um, you, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you're uncultured. Um, and, and that's all I got for you guys today. You know, Paul Blart is, is an American hero. He's relatable. He's everything that this podcast, uh, this podcast represents. We love you, Paul. Thank you. And that is all for today's episode of That's Relatable. I hope you guys enjoyed and you guys can catch us next time that we're coming on talking about something that you might find relatable experiencing in your day-to-day. And on that note, peace.